Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com modern. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the 51... Wow, no, not the 51-yard <clears throat> nope. line. I apologize. That Five-player split-screen, That your is PlayStation my... podcast. Oof, that was that was a... Man, it's been a few days since I've recorded <laughs> a podcast, and I'm clearly losing my touch. As I was saying, welcome to another episode of Two-Player Split-Screen. This is episode 18. As always, I'm your fumbling host, Tyler Berry, to my... <laughs> God, I'm right man. across from right you. across from me, <laughs> Blake Schultz. Hi guys, Blake Schultz. How's everybody doing today? All right, can we just start over? Actually, no, let's not no. start over. It's funnier there's, if we. If it's there's no if starting we... over. This oh. is officially the 51 yard line. Let's talk some sports, sports ball, ball games. Sports ball games. So I've been watching the local sports team play with their various goals and balls. Uh, scoring the fantasies. I hate everything about. As is my understanding. I hate of everything tennis. about myself right now for doing that. <laughs> that was so weird. Never done that before. Uh, so as always, let's talk amiibo stuff. Let's just pretend that never <laughs> happened. Oh right. So yarn Yoshi's. Oh my god, guys? they're adorable. They're pretty. They are so adorable. Did you see the YouTube video of somebody just? tearing one open to find out what's inside no it's just cotton it's not very surprising but oh they're so fun there's just it's really fun too to have something so tangible Mm -hmm. like every time i see it i just have to like squeeze it and pick it up and move it around um also the stock on it was pretty sweet i kind of just waltzed into a GameStop and got my blue one yeah, I, I kind of dropped the ball on it and waited a couple days too long, but I was still able to get one off GameStop.com, and they're yeah. still available as of this recording on, on Thursday. Yeah. So, And it seems like the pink one is the one that's everywhere, and the blue one is the one that's a little bit harder to come by. Um, but Yeah, you know how that goes. I mean, it's not. It's, it's, it, this is one area where you don't need all three colors. Oh, some, definitely not. Some people obviously will. And but, uh, and I saw a tweet from someone the other day that showed a picture of like a Walmart like corporate order for the green uh, just standalone. standalone Yoshi. So that's coming out too. So yeah. Oh yeah. No, that'll all be well and good. Um, I think they're great, and I think it's really fun too that we're kind of getting to a point where Amiibo can kind of be anything and almost mold itself to a specific game. Yeah. Which. While is really exciting, I still would rather kind of have the game that's molded to Amiibos the same way like Disney Infinity or Skylanders does, where you can kind of get like the Star Wars pack, and with every figure you buy, you get like the Jedi level and the like campaign of A New Hope and mm-hmm. the Force Awakens stuff. Like, I really could do want to get something soon where if I put like Dr. Mario on it, I get like some beat em up level like around there. I don't know what it would be, um, but it seems like Nintendo's kind of going the route of here's our game and we're going to make a toy that goes with it instead. Right. 
uh, which is all well and good. It just means that it's going to start to seem like to get some of the Amiibo stuff, do I need, I don't know, a Clay Kirby to go with a Clay Kirby game or a Paper Mario Amiibo with a Paper Mario game and as opposed to just making Mario work all across the I board. See, okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thought to think about. Um, it is interesting, I mean, kind of going along with that theme that it sounds like Nintendo's going to let, like, sort of, like, uh, shell out the technology for Amiibo to independent developers and if that's... they want it. The other interesting thing is we're seeing that with Shovel Knight, um, and I'm sure we'll see it with a lot more other ones. How about a Super Meat Boy amiibo? I would love that. Only if did it, that come out on? Did that come out on the Wii? You, um, I don't. I don't think it did think actually. So. Now that I'm no. now that I said that out loud. Uh, no, but there's a lot of really good amiibo characters they can make. I know I was already kind of thinking of like Ukulele could be getting an amiibo post Shovel Knights. Um, yeah. something like Banjo Kazooie or now that oh, that's the dream right there, right? Dude. Um, they they just really opened the floodgates of like almost anybody. I wonder if this could even almost attract other like third parties back. Of like, you can design like a Call of Duty amiibo. However, that would be they made a fridge. They can make a well, little amiibo. That's taking it a little too far. Maybe I think, <laughs> dude. Also, because I don't know if we'll ever see another Call of Duty game. No, we won't. On a Nintendo Absolutely system. Not. At least not the way anyone actually would want to play it. Right. Unless the NX is something glorious. Maybe the NX is just an amiibo. Dude, that would be <laughs> that would just be the most meta thing in the world. It's just, you just put it on the Wii U gamepad, and it makes it's it like better. The, it's like the, um, it's like the Sega, uh... Oh, God. The 32X? The 32X, yeah. Oh, the yeah. 32X was great. It's just like an <laughs> add-on to something you already own. Sega did that a lot. They did it with the 32X, the Sega CD. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't until the Sega Saturn that they stopped just having you plug shit into itself. Um, Sega CD was its own system. Was it? No, it wasn't. No, no, yeah, no, no it, it wasn't. Be, that was, I'm thinking of the Sega right Saturn. Right in there, yeah. yeah I'm thinking of the Sega um, Saturn. But yeah, the Yoshi Amiibos are great. Um, I'm loving everything about them. I'm really excited for the Mega one, which is sounding like it's going to be really hard to get. I think they said six to eight per store. That's not fair. Which make I mean, it sucks, but I kind of get it because, like, this isn't just, like, when we were talking about, like, I don't know, Charizard, Pac-Man, Silver Mario being hard to find, it's like, yeah, once the mold is made for that figure, they can kind of just pour plastic in, paint it, and call it a day. Right. But the Yarn Yoshis are very clearly, like, knitted like someone is sitting down and making that so i can see where they would make a really limited run of the mega one especially when it's coming out a month after the release of the game like i could see where they would kind of be like this is the fun super collector item yeah and i mean from from a production standpoint i kind of understand it it's just gonna it's just one of those things it's like man i that's the one i really really want and i'm probably not gonna get it unless i want to shell out extra money for it right speaking of shelling out extra money i bought a mewtwo (laughs) you texted me and then i spent all day debating and waiting for the price to fluctuate on amazon yeah um, yeah i caught one for i caught a japanese one for 22 shipped now, and did, I just said to the hell with it. I I don't. 
it's an extra basically eight dollars after yeah. you figure in tax and everything and to, for me personally because i'm kind of tired of the grind of this whole thing <laughs> it's worth it to just spend the, the extra eight dollars to have the peace of mind yeah uh, now, did you see, because I went on Amazon, too, to look at this, and you can actually, oh, there's one for seven, oh, there's shipping. I was going to say, oh, yeah, my God, there's, there's one for $17. I saw that one. It's like $9 shipping. Uh, yeah. Anyways, sorry. But they're also doing a Mewtwo and Japanese Rob together bundle, and I don't know. I did see that. I don't know if this is just like. It's not an official bundle it's or not, anything. It can't be. No, it's not. Because um, I saw that yesterday, too, because I almost accidentally purchased that one until i saw the price and i was like wait right and then i saw that it was both of them so yeah um, it's definitely not anything official i think it's just something a japanese toy seller right. is just doing i think my new way of doing imports because granted i got my dark pit ganondorf Paulatina, and zero suit samus for like 20 bucks a pop so i was really only going like five six bucks over retail but after all the dark pits were everywhere, and then Ganondorf and Zero Suit Samus were kind of around, there was a part of me that was like, well, if you put all of that extra money, that's an extra $16 that I sort of spent that I didn't need to. A little to. bit more if you factor in if you were able to get them with our Best Buy discount. Right. So that's another amiibo right there. And yeah, it's not like true. those prices skyrocketed. So a part of me from Mewtwo was like, I'll wait and I'll see what I can do. If I don't manage to get one... Then I'll do the import. Yeah. Then I'll do it. Then I'll you. make the move. But we'll go in. Because, I mean, even like Dr. Mario, I got like shipped from Target and spent that extra like $5 on shipping. And there's just walls and walls of him. Because mm -hmm. And I don't know why, because I can't imagine a child running into Target to get a new toy and going, hell yes, the doctor. The guy who swabs my throat when it's sore. He gives me vitamins I don't want to have. He taps my knee with that weird hammer mallet, and I'm always cold when I'm near him. Finally. Yes. I don't think that's a thing. I, yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that, like, but yeah, you're right. So I don't know if Target just was like, everyone wanted Rosalina and everyone wanted Jigglypuff. Order a million Dr. Mario's. It very well could be, especially after Nintendo kind of threw the gauntlet at the, the retailers and was like, the exclusive stock isn't our fault. They ordered the numbers and we filled them. Bye. Yeah. So I feel like after that, like we even saw it with Toys R Us and GameStop both just being like, no more of that nonsense. Give us all the amiibos you have. You may have been confused and thought I said, give me some. What I said was, all the amiibos you have. Um, but speaking of that Japanese Rob, is that something you're interested in or are you no. good with just the, yeah, I'm fine. Yep. That's I am completely fine. Kind of how I feel. Uh, the one other thing I wanted to shout out and I actually just came across it today. I mean, not more than an hour and a half ago is there's an Etsy seller. Uh, it's called black and gold stands. Uh, and there's an Etsy seller and all he's making are, scale uh, amiibo base stands that you can put your extra Game & Watch uh, poses into. So I'm not going to lie. I was driving when I got that text link from you, mm -hmm. and it just said black and gold stands, and we had been texting about new mics before. Oh. And my first thought was, Tyler, I'm not buying gold mic stands with you for our podcasts. <laughs> At 
that had n- no, that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> nope, nothing about that. And then your second, because I was driving, so I didn't touch it. And then your second one was like, "It's amiibo stands," and I was like, "Ah, yes, no, that's awesome." And I love that we live in a time now where people can be kind of proactive about things like that, where we don't really need Nintendo to make us blank amiibo stands, right? Um, and it's also something that really only a select group of people, ourselves included, would be into doing. Um, Idiots, they're called. Right. But I love that there are people out there that are just like, I'm going to go make some stands. And yeah. then they can sell them to us. Yeah, it's really dope. Um, you can find the dude on Etsy. Uh, it was like $7.49, and then shipping was 2 bucks. So for under 10 bucks you get those stands and they'll fit your extra game and watch poses and i'm stoked about that because they're just sitting there right now yeah i don't know what to do with them and i don't know what to do with them we talked about this the other day so i was happy that someone was proactive and did something that i am not artistically capable of doing right? and made these and i did not mind spending ten dollars on them i so. would love to see what other people are doing with them because they've kind of been plaguing me a bit of just like what do i do with this so mm-hmm. if there's anybody out there who's done really dope stuff with their extra game and watches send us some photos yeah, of that on twitter that, and facebook definitely um because i'm really curious about it but yeah i mean it's it's exciting though i was thinking about this today at work like we're it's it's three me fighters falco Mewtwo, Ryu, Lucas, and Roy. And we're done. Now, granted, I just listed eight characters. Oh, um, yeah. Um, by the way, I'm not out. I'm not out after this. Oh, you're, go- you're I'm gonna keep Animal going. Crossing? I'm going to keep going. I, All the Animal Crossings? I, th- I think part of my, uh, my thought process behind not continuing was when I was out of work for a few weeks. And then sure. I got a job, and I was like, oh, wait, I can afford things again. So I'm in. Right. Still in, baby. Ah. <sighs> It depends on what they do, because things like Yarn Yoshi, the 8-Bit Mario, um, those are really cool. I don't. I, granted, I said on our first episode that I don't need five Marios, and I'm pretty sure that I now have three Marios, silver, gold, five Mario, Smash. I now have five Marios. As do I. Um, Great. We are man children. I have three Yoshis, and I will have four Yoshis. Perfect. Um, so I definitely didn't keep to that, but. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what they do. So we'll see We'll see what happens. We, we shall see. I think for me, what's really going to get me are, like, the deep cuts. Like, if they do a, like, more Super Mario waves, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen now. Because we saw Rosalina and Wario and Donkey Kong models in Mario Party 10 that right. just never came to fruition. Uh, but I would love that line to get really deep and get, like... A Babam, a Goomba, a Koopa, a Lakitu. No, that's what I'm talking about. Get, in, get into Zelda and give me like an Octorok and like the the Majora Mask. Give me all the the Moblins and Goblins. Uh, get into Metroid and just give me the weird Space Pirates and Chozos. That would be. I'm I'm all about that. Man. Get, I would be all about that. I'm yeah. So now I'm more interested. Give me the in, stuff that like I can't get other figures. Like other right. figures of in America, like give me that kind of stuff that they, you can only get right. basically in Japan. And right we're now. getting deeper cuts in that world of Nintendo figure line. Um, 
I don't know how much you've been looking at that, but the last wave of that had a lot of like yeah, they had an Skull Kids. Mario, they had an Ape Mario. That was really dope. I was a little mad because the Skull Kid figure they have is basically the Skull Kid that came with the Majora's Mask bundle. Mm-hmm. I was a little frustrated about that, but I'm over it. <laughs> I'll get over it. I know, buddy. I'm not going to get over it. I'm pretty mad about really? it. I know you it are. it was supposed to be limited and, and special, and I went through a lot to get that, and now it's so just a I. cheap piece of plastic. It's fine. Don't cry. a line. Don't cry. But the 8-bit link from that is sweet, though. That was something that I kind of wanted to buy. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Awesome. All right. Um, all right, so let's take a break and come back and stick with the Yarn Yoshi theme and awesome. talk about some Yoshi's Woolly World. Guys, welcome back to episode 18 <clears throat> of Two Player Split Screen. Now, for this segment, we're going to get into some Yoshi's Wooly World. Awesome. Blake, I know you picked it up, buddy, and I got to play it with you on the day that you picked it up for quite a while, and God, it was awesome, but you've since had another like week or so to play yeah. it, so what are you thinking, man? What do you think? Um, I love, I want to address actually what you mentioned of us playing it together first, because it, it is cooperative, which is great. Um, any game that's co-op and platformy is fun. I always get really weird with co-op platforms because it's sort of like my favorite genre and there's a way I like to play it and a way I like to explore. Mm-hmm. And having a second person there really challenges that a lot. It changes the dynamic. It for changes sure. the dynamic. Um, and it definitely does one of those things where like if you run off over there and I'm like, no, we can push the wall and I want to know what's down this wall. Like now we have to kind of reconfigure how we're doing it. Right. Yoshi has a workaround around that where I can just eat you and go wherever I want. It's pretty great, actually. <laughs> it's actually great to uh, – there's a lot of points where like – it's not the most challenging game in the world, but there's a little bit of harder platforms. And there are moments where you were like, how am I going to get that? And I was like, here, I'm just going to throw you up. Yeah. Great. Perfect. And Continue we're done. on. Um, <laughs> I do really like that, actually. I th- one, I think it's hilarious, and two, I just think it's a clever way of like of designing a level for you to be able to do stuff like that. Yeah, right? And it plays a fun line of, like, like the old Donkey Kong games were co-op, the old Sonic games were co-op, and Donkey Kong was kind of weird because it was... You were still kind of glued to the first person... And it was just a tighter like game, like it was just behind the tech. And you can, I don't know anybody who was able to play Sonic cooperatively. I don't know a soul that was able to do that because you just leave tails in the dust. Right. But then we got like New Super Mario Brothers is the example of when it got like kind of frustrating almost with that. Like you can play that game. I played with my friend Dan the last time I was in Illinois, and we were just very in sync. Um, with how we were playing, and there was like maybe one instance where we would jump on each other, but like we were just very in it. You've got to play with people that are on similar skill levels for platformers yeah. as you are, because if you play with someone who doesn't normally play platformers, oh man, it's, it's gonna get rough. It's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, but Yoshi kind of plays that line where since it is such a kind of relaxing, like you can almost kind of just lean back into it. It's not terribly hard. Deaths don't really matter. Then when you add the second person, it's kind of just a good time. Cause I loved it. Right. Like I there's, loved it. There's never a moment where, like, 
if I knock you off, you're dead and gone and we all lose lives and there's no, like, we're not going so fast that, like, anything that, like, ruins the, like, pacing. Um, it's, it's definitely one of those that is, like, chill enough where we can play it, like, just kicking back and, like, kind of getting drunk and, like, it's not going to, like, affect us, affect right. our play level too much. Like, yeah. I think there was maybe... I think we played the first five or six levels and there was maybe one instance where we actually both died and had to start from a checkpoint right. but besides that it's like and there's like one or two checkpoints each level it's yeah it's really it's definitely not a game that like you're gonna sit there and like bang your head against the wall for very long right. if you get stuck someplace but it's no donkey Kong tropical freeze but it's certainly a good game and it was weird because because i saw some i saw some people's I don't know, impressions about the game, and they were like, you know, co-op makes this game way too, really way too difficult and just not fun, and I'm like, really? Like, this game? Right. That's not, I mean, Yoshi games have always been kind of tricky, too, because, like, Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2 uh, was... To me, one of the best 2D platformers that we've had to date. Yeah. Like, it's it's just perfect. It's really challenging, but, like, not impossible. And there's so much stuff to collect, which I think Yoshi's Woolly World brings back. Like, it's a pretty easy game to plow through, but if you want to, like, rebuild all of your dead Yoshi friends who are... Which, yeah, let's talk about that in a minute. ...in the very beginning. Yeah, finish your thought, but then um, I, we gotta talk about that. And Yoshi's always kind of lived in that shadow of, like, Yoshi's story was way too easy. And a lot of people were disappointed because Yoshi's Island was so good. And then Yoshi's Island 2 on DS was okay. I, I never played it. Um, yeah, I actually really liked Yoshi's Touch and Go. But it was just such a, like, I, I don't know, what's a good word for it? Like, you just plug it in and play. Like, yeah. you just turn your brain off for however long you want and go. Um, <clears throat> and then this game... <clears throat> excuse me, really hit a balance of like being really easy, but still kind of having a challenge. And the challenge really comes from finding all the secrets. Cause there was definitely some the other day where I was missing like one piece of yarn and I backtracked through that level like a hundred times and was like, there's nothing I'm missing until I was finding like, unless there's a secret like cloud bubble behind this bad guy I haven't done anything and sure enough it was and yeah. then there was a door and a whole other section and I was like oh great like that was awesome um, but yeah I just feel like the game too and it really hits it's, it's Nintendo at it's best because the art direction in that game will live up forever the same way like even like and Nintendo's done this for decades mm-hmm. like if you go back to like on the Wii U the last Kirby game and then as far back as like Kirby's Epic Yarn even Wind Waker, but that wasn't so much the art style was part of a gimmick as it was just a new art style. But like Paper Mario, uh, even as far back as Yoshi's Island was like a storybook. It looked like a coloring book. Yeah. Like because you were flipping pages in a story or even like Super Mario Brothers 3 looks like it's a play. Like they're at their best when instead of like just making really beautiful graphics like in Mario Kart or Smash Brothers, they're finding a way to make a new different art style and make it interact with the gameplay and the storytelling, and they, it just nails it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I really want to see. This is actually a question that I was going to ask you too, because I think it's a good discussion. Of like, so we just had Yoshi's Woolly World, which is obviously yarn, and everything looks really tangible and fuzzy and fun, and you just want to roll around in it. And we've had 
Paper Mario, where everything obviously looks like paper. The last Kirby game looks like clay. Um, what other franchises that Nintendo has would you want to see in, like, something... It, it almost everything's, like, realistic. Like, a kid could kind of play with it. Like, is there any other game or, like, art style that you think would be, like, really neat? That instead of, like, say, like, a super realistic Metroid, they could make a Metroid as if it were... Hmm. That's interesting. Isn't it? That's really interesting. I mean, off the top of my head, it would probably be a cool idea to have some kind of, like, maybe not, like, a a main stage, like, Pokemon game, but some kind of Pokemon game that, like, it was, like, plushy looking, almost. Oh, like, they were all, like, beanie babies. Mm, Yeah. That would be adorable yeah. <laughs> and the, the reason that i thought of that is because did you see that they that build-a-bear actually announced that they're yes. getting a pikachu build-a-bear oh, with like my god and it and there's like a like i think there's like a charmander hoodie that you can get for I it i saw that and i was like dude am i gonna have to fucking go into build-a-bear and like buy that fucking yes. thing because that's <laughs> really kind of dope i'm not gonna lie and who doesn't want a pikachu plushie i don't care how old of oh, a grown man you are I still have uh, my one that talks to me back yeah. home in Chicago. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that would be a that would be kind of a cute cute idea that to would have be for awesome. like a different like kind of art style for a Pokemon game. I think, and I just thought of one, and I had two actually before. Um, but I think one that I just thought of when I said Metroid is if they made it. I want to say Robot Chicken, and that's incorrect. But if you just made it look like it was action figures, like a stop moving, motion, like yeah. stop motion, yeah, okay. like if you made everything just look like it was a figure. Or like a toy, mm-hmm. like made that, it look like a Star Wars Kenner figure. I think that would be a really sweet. That way would to be do really that. interesting. That would and be you really can make almost each planet just look like somebody's backyard, yeah, or Oma or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That would be really sweet. Um, That's a cool idea. Or a uh, a Donkey Kong, and since it's a platformer, I think it would work really well. Make them all puppets, and so whenever they would jump, they would have an arm oh, like physically yeah, go up, yeah, and they okay. would just like, like Kermits, <laughs> like or even like the marionettes. Yeah, maybe they mm. would be Muppets. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Um, or Star Fox as like diecast models, and they'd all have strings on like the okay. R wings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I like that. I think that would be, and it's things like that that I really want Nintendo to start doing more of. Because whenever they do it, like everyone takes notice. Everyone looks at it and pays attention to it. Um, instead of like, I know everybody's always like hyper realistic Zelda, hyper realistic Metroid. Make it look like Call of Duty. Make it look like Skyrim. And I'm like. Yeah, but I have Call of Duty in Skyrim, so give me something that we're not seeing. Give me something kooky. Like, even Pikmin had that really, yeah. like, everything's tangible and real style, and that's obviously much more on the nose. It's just shit you find in your backyard. But, like, even then the Amiibo game could just be, like, all of your Amiibos are, like, waddling around, like, in stop motion. Um but I think that would be a really fun thing for Nintendo to try and do more of because we've seen it so much, and whenever we do, it just works so well. It really does. It really does. Because even like speaking to the uh, the beginning of Yoshi <laughs> opens with Yarn Magikoopa flying in and literally just genociding the Yoshis. Yeah, you guys can't see my face because we're not doing video for this episode, but it's I'm just like, I was like super, almost like taken aback. I was like, 
this is a really dark way to start this story <laughs> if you really think about it. And it isn't just like he kidnapped everybody. It isn't just like everyone has a spell. If that graphic style was anything else, he would have literally walked down and been like, I'm going to rip you all in half yep. and then put you in this bag. And it's up to Yoshi to sew you all together like the Frankenstein monsters that you are. Have fun. Oh, um, but it's really so, so dark. I know. It's fun seeing all of the like intricacies too. Like the chain chomps I just ran into are like wired. They're oh, all like sweet. like wire pipes. Yeah, so when yeah, you hit yeah. them, the yarn fills up and they fall down. Awesome. Um, and whenever you do throw an egg, they pop out into yarn and they just tie up the bad guys. Everybody you fight, like whenever they get built bigger, like they do in Yoshi's Island, Magikoopa just flies over them twice and they get large. They just knit more and makes them bigger. Oh, nice. Yeah, like everything's really like inventive and cool and it just makes it look really good. And it looks, I know that we've had HD gaming for like 10 years now. But it looks so good in HD. It does. <laughs> it looks so... You can see all the little yarn speckles. Um, and the amiibo support in that game, too, was just so great. Like, it wasn't anything too big. You just scan an amiibo, and it looks like... It just gives you a new skin, but they're all so detailed and interesting, except for those damn Pokemon ones that just give you an Amiibo shirt because the Pokemon company doesn't want to play nice with Nintendo. So weird. It's the strangest thing that they're two separate companies and they don't... It's Whatever. It is what it is. Um, But yeah, the other great thing about this game too that it really brought me back to the way I used to play games on like the Super NES is the collectibles. Like I can already feel myself being like I want to go back and I want to build... Because every Yoshi you remake you can play as. So every time you yeah. get a Yoshi, you just can have that skin if you want it. Um, and every flower unlock, you unlock more levels and more stuff to do. And it's like, we kind of live in this era now of like achievements and trophies. And by my own admission, I've been addicted to both mm-hmm. very much. Me too. I'm, I've since kind of moved away from it. But if you're like a big completionist like I used to be, they were actually a pretty big catch-22. Because if you just put a game... Like, I'm actually kind of mad at my PS4 because I used my old tag from way back when I had a PS3. And I've got all these random trophies on that account that I'm just like, I want those gone. I'm not on my PS3 anymore. I yep. don't own my PS3 anymore. Yep. I want all of those far away from me. Just I don't, a clean slate. Right. I don't want to see them. I don't want to know about them. Because some of those are like when I worked at GameStop and I would put in like 50 cent blood on the sand. I don't want the two trophies I had for playing that mucking up my like perfect scores of call of duty and yeah, everything else yeah, it yeah. just it, it they gave you something for like ocd people that's great and then gave you no way of just removing it um and so i'm always and some of those things are just impossible like some of like the super meat boy ones are insanely hard i think like 0.4 i think no no not 0.4 percent four people have that platinum trophy on playstation 4 Jesus. right now or even like Batman Arkham City, like some of the stuff you have to, or Arkham Knight rather, to get some of the stuff in that game, it's just mind-numbing. Mm-hmm. And Yoshi's Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Woolly World kind of goes back to like what being a completionist used to be. Right. Which was like, you play the game, and then you, you play every single corner of that game. And it's not just throwing a thousand eggs, and it's not just ground-pounding 20 times, it's finding where to throw the egg to open the new area to get you the last flower you needed and that flower Mm -hmm. opens up a whole new bonus level and then that bonus level has stuff you can find too and if you find that you get a special suit and that special suit is just really cool right and i like going back to that 
instead of the like go into multiplayer and get 50 headshots before anybody shoots you like there was an achievement in rainbow six vegas and this is where i stopped because i was so determined to get everything in rainbow six vegas but the last two achievements were to be like the top 10 ranked in the world and the top 50 and i was like you you literally just made it those aren't even fair so, That's so right, ridiculous. only 50 people can have that and only 10 can have the whole of them it's so dumb dude it's it's stupid on a level that is unfathomable that somebody was like this will be a fun healthy challenge they are incorrect it is not a fun healthy it the only thing true in that statement is that is a challenge but challenges can be accomplished this is an impossible feat this is like the kabashi maru when they were like he can't win and only captain kirk could do it because he cheated right which means they want everyone to cheat because those designers are awful people and yoshi's woolly world takes us back to our childhood and hugs us and says everything's gonna be fine just play this nice game we made you and find some sweet stuff that'll give you more sweet stuff and you don't have to be a a psychotic mastermind to do it because yoshi's woolly world is a great game that everyone should play i'm out (laughs) We'll be right back. It's so cute, though. I barely gave Blake a breather after that rant, but uh, that's part of the fun of recording this in segments is I can dictate when we start whenever I want. So uh, we're going to finish up tonight's episode talking about some Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh, If you're listening to this, well, you'll be listening to this on the day the game drops because for some reason we're getting more and more games that are dropping on Friday that aren't Nintendo. Well, yeah, because it seems like video games are just deciding that they're movies. Yes. And music, because now all new music drops on Fridays, too. Let's just put everything on Fridays. Media day. Yeah, let's just make Friday media day instead of Tuesday. Uh, So, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, the reviews are out, the embargo is has been lifted and overwhelmingly the reviews are really good GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10 IGN gave it an 8.2 Kotaku gave it a yes because that's how they do their system um ironically this game takes place in the UK and the only negative reviews I saw were from UK publications so I don't know but uh (laughs) what do you think man are you gonna play Um, this no I'm not I don't care segment over Uh, no, okay, so here's the, my, my thing with Assassin's Creed, um, and it's such a weird thing. I loved the first game, and that's the one that a lot of people kind of get bogged See, down I on. I didn't like it. See, and that's just that, and I, you know what, I get it. Whenever people are like, I didn't care for Assassin's Creed 1, I get it. There were three things to do in that game, and you did it a lot of times. What I liked about Assassin's Creed, it was really, it was one of the first games, because that was like 2007. I think? Yes. So it was like one of the first big, like, get to the top of this thing and see as far as you can. And I love just getting to the tallest point and just being like, look at this beautiful HD game. It looked really good for the time. Um, I remember that. And I remember remember that being one of my favorite parts about it, too. And and, And it had such a good, like, lore. And I really like crazy complicated stories like i Mm -hmm. love the metal gear solid story Mm -hmm. i love the assassin's creed like 
time travel, ancestry DNA. Right now the Templars and the Assassins are doing this and we need to figure out where you were when you lost this item to recover it so that we can turn the tides of this war. And it's much more complicated than that, but that's what I can recall from a game right. I played seven years ago. Uh, <clears throat> and then, like, after that game came out, all we did, all anybody did that I talked to was going on about, like, where else can they go? Oh, man, it would be really cool to have, like, a, a Prohibition Assassin's Creed or, like, a Crusade. That one was the Crusades. Or, like, like a like an Aztec one or, like, you know, like, something here and something here and, like, mm-hmm. Asia and China and, like, the, being a samurai. And, oh, but you could also go to, like, the Cold War and be, like, a regular spy. And, like, there's these really interesting places to go. And then the next game was just the revolutionary the revolution, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, not the revolutionary war cuz that's an American history part. Right. And I remember kind of just being like oh, it's not that different. So you still have a lot of the like religious themes and that runs through the whole game cuz it's the Templars and the Assassins. But it really kind of felt the same to me. And they did a lot of re- really cool like ways to refine it and like every and that was the one that took it from like eh Assassin's Creed one was okay to wow this franchise has legs and the story was still really interesting and even the stuff with Edmund got really curious then and that one for me like Assassin's Creed one you could get in and out of in like five to six hours yeah and Assassin's Creed two was like a forty hour game and I remember just being like this is a lot. And then, like, within months of them announcing that, it was like, oh, I'm going to forget all their names. Brotherhood, whatever else, whatever else. Uh, And they were all... Yeah, you put me on the spot. They were all Ezio games, though. Yep. And I remember being like, guys, you have a franchise that's open to any period of history that you want. Anything. You can be anybody from any point in time, man, woman, black, white, anything you want. You could even make an assassin story of like back in like the 80s during Rent and have a guy who's like struggling to come out and also is an assassin and make a really interesting story with that. But we're just going to be Ezio 5,000 times. Revelations I, was the one after that. Revelations. Brotherhood, Revelations, and I think there was a third one. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Um, so then when we were done with the Ezio trilogy, because that's what everyone apparently was clamoring for, then we changed it up and we actually went to like, was it, it wasn't the Civil War. It was a war. Well, we, we got Black Flag. That's what you're talking about, right? Three. Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, oh, you're still on, okay, um... I don't remember. Dude, I can't It was keep, a war. I can't keep track because honestly, they all, most of them feel the same to me. Like, the only one that really felt different after one... Because that just felt like different, like a different game from anything I had played before. Like don't yeah. the next one that felt actually like, oh, this is a new experience was Black Flag, and that was actually like I'll kind of graze over three because I'm rambling a bit. But three also was like, by then it was too little, too late. Like that's when they were like, look, we're in a really different time, and, and it's gonna be it's gonna make the game really different, and you have tomahawks now, and it's gonna be really cool, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap up all the future stuff. We promise, we we, we promise. I know that we said we were gonna do a really tight trilogy, and we ended up doing a, a really small trilogy inside of our tight trilogy, yeah. but it's gonna be fine. And I was like, I don't care anymore. Yep. I just don't care. And I played Black Flag, really almost symbolically 
on my Xbox One to be like, look how pretty this giant ocean is. The same way with Assassin's Creed. I was like, look how pretty all of whatever country you were in is. Um, and you're right. Black Flag was the first one that really felt different. And I really, again, liked the story stuff of it being them trying to like make this company and have like virtual reality stuff, but it's all real. Mm-hmm. And then the twist was that they're just trying to find this artifact and you're kind of working for the bad guys and you get out. I thought all of that was really, really interesting. And then they just like, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of back in. And then they just dropped the ball last year. Unity. They just dropped the ball so hard. They dropped it so hard. I, I bought it day one and 48 hours later it was traded in at GameStop because one it was unplayable for a while like it was so buggy and so glitchy and it just it wasn't fun like there's a lot of games that have bugs and stuff that I can I can get past it like I've been I've been playing Uncharted Collection a lot and that's got some random bugs like scattered in and out and it's caused me to die a few times and it's a little bit of it's a little bit of an annoyance but the, the games overall are so good that I don't care Right, but dude, Unity was just not. They just they really dropped. It was the ball. unplayable, and I think too, Assassin's Creed is starting to suffer from, um, even just some bad PR. Because I'm pretty sure I know Far Cry got kind of the same backlash two years ago around when Unity was being hyped up, and they were like, "Hey, um, so like everybody you can play as is a white male. Like, where 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 are my women at? Where am I like?" why not put a like minority character in there and i think assassin's creed pr was the one that was just like deal with it yep was like that was the guy who was just like deal with it too bad bye and i was like you can't i'm not a big like this game needs to have this and this and this like it's not a checklist to me i'd love to see but going back to like assassin's creed being this sort of land of opportunity why not give me an assassin's creed game where i'm like a slave on a plantation who's an assassin and the Templar happens to be the master. That sounds awesome. Hmm. Like give me like a Django Unchained Assassin's Creed story. It's a new fresh perspective. You get to do some different gameplay stuff. It's a different part of history. Why not give me like a, a female samurai in Japan who's dealing with honor and dishonoring her family by not fitting into the role accustomed to her because assassins and templars the assassins are all about breaking out of the area that they don't fit into and unfortunately history is not about white people not fitting into stuff Mm -hmm. that's not the story history tells um and i actually like you you said give like different combat like and that's kind of been my problem with it every every single Assassin's Creed game feels like you're moving the same and like it adds in different moves and weapons and stuff like that but at the end of the day it still feels like a more polished version of how the movement felt in the first one and going back to that in the first one like the, when I was playing Black Flag's combat I remember being like this isn't bad it's a lot of lot it's a lot of XXY roll counter yada 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 but we live in a post Arkham Asylum world now so if you're BBY combos, that's how you're going to do it. You kind of got to be doing it like the Rocksteady right. guys. Because it feels like music when you're doing it there. And Black Flag felt like, well, I'll press X now. Mm-hmm. And if I hit Y now, and mm, X, 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 like, 
and like it's it's one of those things where it's sort of a mesh of genres and they're they're it's becoming a, a jack of all trades and a master of none like the stealth stuff is not up to par with say a splinter cell a thief a metal gear right and the action dishonored. parts dishonored and the action parts are not up to say an uncharted a batman anything else so it's kind of just falling flat and i think a big fault of it is that this is a franchise that to me the first one felt so story driven and mm-hmm. lore driven and mythology driven so why is it annualized like this this that and that's been part of the problem i feel like is i that's like a that should be an every two year game like they need to stop trying to crank it yeah. out every year because it's just gotten repetitive and there's you can't be as innovative at, with a game when you're cranking it out every single year right and it sort of works with Call of Duty because it has a big multiplayer following, so people just want their like bigger, better version. But also, they have three different studios that do those games. Like every, right. they alternate every year, and that's what it seems like. Initially, it's looking like the reviews are really good, and it's because Ubisoft Quebec is doing it, and right. not Ubisoft Montreal. And it's like I think this is only the second one that hasn't been done by Ubisoft Montreal, and the other one was Assassin's yeah. Creed Rogue, which was actually the better Assassin's Creed game to come out last year. Yeah. But no one played it because it was on last-gen platforms. Right. Um, is there anything this game is doing that's getting you interested again? Um, what I really like about it, uh, there are two things that I've learned through reading a bunch of different reviews. Well, one, I knew already, I'm excited that you play as twins, Jacob and Evie, and Evie's a girl. I'm and stoked about that. what stones do I give her to make her evolve into Jolteon and Vaporeon and Flareon? So you play as Jacob and Evie. Uh, and at night, she becomes Umbreon. I hate you with a passion <laughs> right now. Um, see, you're, not, you're just making me lose my thought. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Jacob and Evie Fry. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked to finally play as a female assassin in these yeah. games. Uh, I think it's gonna be. I think that's awesome. And there's this other thing that Kotaku said that um, they've added in like a sort of Batman esque rope line like <gasps> throughout the rooftops, which is really cool. Yeah. So just another way of traversing that world like that's a little bit different from games past uh sounds really awesome to me um i think one of the down like like the negative uh things i've seen about this game is there's still there's just too many missions it yeah it feels a lot of them feel like kind of like kotaku says it feels like a to-do list rather than that's like always creative been an missions. Creed like, problem yeah too. and i think that's what the witcher did so well is it made every mission and every part of every mission feel pertinent to your uh to your storyline and to the growth of your character so that's why it never felt daunting to pick up 20 quests and then go through all of them before continuing on to like the next big town yeah uh it still sounds like assassin's creed suffers from that a little bit but I'm going to actually play it. Um, I'm going to pick it up tomorrow, and my goal is to make it the first Assassin's Creed since number two that I actually play all the way through. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, Assassin's Creed Syndicate is out uh, the 23rd. Uh, I'm going to play it. I yeah. know you're not, but... No, um, they need to do a lot more to get me back into that franchise. Yeah. And it's kind of like um, Call of Duty, is. those are really the only two, like, or even Guitar Hero back when that was a thing was more like when it was so annualized. Um, the only time I really come back to Call of Duty is when they do something like from World War II to Modern Warfare. And then Advanced Warfighter. Mm-hmm. And then this and this. Whenever they really change either the setting or the style is when I'm kind of like, all right, like, let's it's do just, this. It makes it more intriguing to, like, check out. It doesn't necessarily right. make it a better game, but it 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 adds a fresh take to yeah. a very, very established, at this point, franchise. Right. So And, yeah, if, I, I mean, if Assassin's Creed could do something like I think at this point the gameplay would really need to change like they would need to be like Assassin's and, yeah, Creed yeah I wholeheartedly agree and and something a little less like now you're in the Renaissance no now you're in London you're not in the Renaissance yeah, but they've in, done the Renaissance yeah. um so everything's kind of been like pre-revolutionary and if we could start getting a little bit more almost like I want to say tech is the wrong word but like the 20s, the 30s. I got you. The, like, the more like the 1900s stuff. Um, even like really rudimentary guns would be like just something different. Mm-hmm. Um, cities would be really like cities with like lights on would be really different to traverse. Dealing with like trains for the first time. Maybe something old west. Like there's definitely a lot they can do that would make me be like, ooh, that's very different. And if it can connect all the other stuff we've been doing, I'm really intrigued by that. But if we're going to keep going white cloak hidden knives xxy i'm kind of good like um all right well that's gonna wrap it up for another episode of two player split screen as always go to facebook.com slash two player split screen uh like us there we post all of our goings on on that Mm -hmm. Uh, Go check out our other podcast uh the star wars book club where we talk about uh all the new Star Wars comics and books and shows and lots of other fun stuff. Uh, that show's starting to take off, so you guys should get on the ground floor mm-hmm. of that one. And then you can check us out on ModernNostalgiaProductions.com, where we post all of our blog posts, comic book reviews, game reviews, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, stuff that's game-related on there right now, I think I just posted a... Uh, I did just post a review of Minecraft Story Mode Episode 1, which is really, really fun. You guys should go check out both the article and the game. And, yeah, you know, like us on all our social medias and stuff. You can find Blake at... QuakeBorder55. And my personal account, I'm at the Thai Game. Uh, check me out there. And, yeah, keep gaming, guys, and we will see you all next week. Bye!